ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Out 2021 Chicago. It's clobbering time! Holy shit. All I had to do was keep saying the same thing over and over again on the podcast for five years and eventually it would come true. Huh? Huh? This is an emergency broadcast, and it's an emergency WrestleWolf broadcast to tell you guys, if you don't know already, that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are coming home. They're coming to their spiritual home. A-E-Dubs. Man. The, the, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um... Yeah, I know last week we were like, hey, we're going to be gone for a month and um, that's probably what we're going to do from now on. Um, but Matt absolutely encouraged me to do an emergency broadcast about Daniel and, and oh, Brian, sorry, Brian Danielson and Phil, my good close personal friend, Phil, Sam Punk. I'm not going to call him Phil again because he might kick the shit out of me if I ever meet him in person. Uh, uh, both meant to be signing with AEW. Now, uh, that intro <laughs> may have got a little carried away, but, um, I mean, the reports are pretty substantive. I mean, everybody who, um, I mean, pretty much every wrestling outlet on earth is reporting that Daniel Bryan, at the very least, is done and will uh, debut now. We've even got a debut date for Daniel Bryan, which is the 22nd of September at Grand Slam in New York. Um, I'm going to throw Matt under the bus here and uh, tell you guys he tries to play it really cool when he's on the podcast, but uh, he was so excited that he thought about booking tickets to go to New York to watch Grand Slam and then realized, ah, oh, yeah, pandemic. Um, I hope you don't mind me telling that story, Matt. Uh, anyway, um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to... I mean... CM Punk is not a done deal, but there are a couple of news outlets as of this morning. It's the 23rd of uh, of July, categorically reporting that CM Punk has signed as well. Now, if he has signed, you would have to think that that would be for all out Chicago, right? Like, it just has to be. It just has to be. I mean, so if you're Tony Khan, you would get CM Punk to debut whenever he wants to, but... Um, it could be the loudest fucking pop for a wrestler in the history of the world <laughs> if Sam Punk debuts in uh, Chicago at All Out, which is only a few weeks before um, Grand Slam. Uh, so, man, I mean, fantasy booking, do I even dare get into that? Matt and I were talking about this during the week. Uh, I realize this podcast is starting to turn into earnest films where like I'm constantly talking about Matt, but you guys never hear him <laughs> when I do these solo episodes. So it's like I'm talking to this imaginary character. But uh, yeah, I was talking to Matt during the week. The obvious 
a feud is with Eddie Kingston, Sam Punk and Eddie Kingston, right? Like that just would slap. Um, Daniel Bryan, I was reading, uh, wants to wrestle Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah, that could be interesting. Um, of course, it wouldn't be a Wrestle Wolf recording without some bogan in my suburb deciding to just start hammering shit for no fucking reason at 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. Um, yeah. Jungle Boy, fine. Like, I really like Jungle Boy, but I think I would be a little let down if Daniel Bryan's first feud was with Jungle Boy. <laughs> Daniel seems like a very nice guy and... Um, is willing to do work to put people over, but at least have some time in the sun initially when they first come. You you want to uh, really exacerbate all the selling potential that you have from both of these signings um, because Vince is not going to let it lie. He understands the value of both of these guys. Um, this is big time. These are big time signings. I mean, the, the only other person that they could sign at the moment that's any bigger than the two of these guys is Brock Lesnar. It hurts me to say that, um, but Brock Lesnar would get a lot of eyeballs. I'm not a big Brock fan, sorry guys. But uh, even though I'm a Heyman guy, I'm not really a Brock guy. Um, but the yeah, I mean, the magnitude of storylines that could be, could be done with either of these guys is endless. What's really exciting for me, uh, more than anything, is both of them having creative control. Um, because they're smart dudes and they love wrestling and, and they get it, you know, they're not just wrestlers, they're fans, but they're amazing in ring. I mean, CM Punk is, in my opinion, is the best on mic talent of all time. I know that's subjective. I know that's probably contentious. Uh, you know, the people might think that Eddie Kingston is better than CM Punk. It doesn't really matter. What it does mean is that AEW are going to get even better as a product. And um, it's really interesting as to where that will leave WWE going forward. I don't really want to spend a lot of time bashing WWE in this episode. But it, uh, what I will say is that they have brought this situation upon themselves. Um they're very much a business that's run by one person who is a conservative Republican guy who doesn't give a shit about his staff, never has, never will. And now that there's another option, people who have some self-worth are leaving because they can go and they can get paid the same for less work, have more say in creative you know, and feel good about not having to go to places like Saudi Arabia every 12 months. You know, for people like uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, it's a no-brainer. John Moxley, Chris Jericho, you know. I mean, although Jericho's politics probably line up with Vince's quite a bit. But anyway, look, I just... My gut feeling, and I've been saying this for about a year, a year and a half, is that WWE is on the decline and AEW is on the incline. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way, but AEW keep putting out a product that is great. I mean, for all the AEW versus WWE talk, if we just look at brass tacks, the product in AEW has been consistently good at at least a B minus B standard pretty much since they started doing TV. 
yes, there has been some spots that have not been as good as they could have been or shot as good as well as they could have been, blah, blah, blah. Your reaction to that, guys, was still ridiculous. And you know what I'm talking about and you know what reaction I'm talking about. But, um, you know, it, I think a lot of guys maybe... And these two guys are, are probably in that camp in Punk and and, and um, Danielson. Am I going to start calling? I'm just going to call him Brian Danielson from now on. Let's call him Daniel Bryan for the time being. Um, maybe have like just held off a bit, which is probably the smart thing to do, just to see that it's not been a complete dumpster fire of a company. And then, you know, it's like, well, I thought they would do they would do good work. They are doing good work. So I'll, I'll go, you know, I'm going to get paid well. I know I'm not going to embarrass myself in the company. Uh, the company's not going to embarrass me or tarnish my name. So fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do some business. Let's make some money. Um, I mean, I know WWE wouldn't have planned this in relation to these announcements sort of leaking. I, I feel like AEW has leaked the Daniel Bryan one. And are leaking the CM Punk one as well, really. If we're being honest. I mean, they've got two big events coming up. You drop those names. The only thing I will say with AEW is that they better pray that CM Punk does show up. <laughs> because if I was Tony Khan and uh, there was absolutely no way that CM Punk was showing up in the next few months, I would actually come out and say that. Just to quash the rumors. Because they're starting to get really loud. <laughs> and... Uh, People get very disappointed when they don't get what they want, especially wrestling fans. So, um, but I mean, Goldberg coming back on Raw this week against uh, and, and is going to face Lashley at SummerSlam. I think it's the next pay per view. Is it? Well, who, I don't know. Who cares? Um, it's it. Look, it just it's sad to me. Uh, like. As much for the talent on the card than anything. And I know people can throw like, oh, well, they've got to book the pay-per-views with something. So it doesn't have to be Goldberg, for fuck's sake. I mean, Jesus Christ. And then on the same episode, John Cena comes back. Now, look, John Cena is a big star and he's going to get people excited. People love John Cena, right? I get that. But it, it just... What it suggests to me is a company that is run by people who are out of ideas. They don't know what anyone under the age of 45 want from a wrestling promotion. And you see that in the demographics. I mean, like, result, like numbers don't fucking lie, guys. And so even if it means that WWE is slightly ahead of AEW at the moment, they would want to be. They're a giant multi, well, not multinational, but they're a giant corporation that have been doing this for 40 years. AEW is a company that's run by a billionaire's son who loves wrestling and four wrestlers. WWE should be beating AEW in the ratings by a lot, all the time, for a long time. AEW should not have made up the ground that they've made up in the time that they have. But it's testament to how poorly booked the majority of WWE's product is and how consistent AEW have been. I'm not saying AEW have put on the best wrestling of all time all the time, but if you take this week's Dynamite as an example, I thought the majority of the paper, uh, the the well, I suppose it was kind of a pay per view, was quite good. We're looking at like a C plus, uh, probably a bit more than that. B, 
a B. And then the main event was phenomenal. You know, you had some surprises. You had some, uh, you know, uh, debuts of uh, Nick Gage and, and Chavo Guerrero showing up, man. Like, you just don't get that. Like, I this week I watched Dynamite, loved it, and then was so excited about watching wrestling that I was like, I'm going to watch Raw, right? And I'll give John Cena his due, even though he had to do one of those 15-minute intros <laughs> that everyone has to do on WWE. I mean, like, he just must be so... I don't... I just don't understand why you would be like, even if you were John Cena, like, yeah, cool, I'll do ten minutes, I'll do, a, I'll do, an, I'll do eight minutes out there, you know, like, <laughs> with nothing as well. Essentially, it's like you, you're going to tell the audience that you're back, and why you're back is because of them, and that you're going to challenge uh, Roman Reigns on SmackDown. It's an ad for SmackDown, basically. Um. But also, the show goes for three hours, so we need you to fill 10 minutes at the top. Like <laughs> Things like that, if I was a performer, would just, you know, after six months, I was like, I can't fucking, I can't sit through other people doing this, let alone, you know, myself being involved in it. Uh, yeah, so I just, I don't see, as long as Vince is still in charge, I don't see them changing the way they book, and I think people will slowly move away from that if they know that there's other options i mean i'm getting messages from people about AEW. should i watch AEW? like friends of mine haven't watched wrestling in years you know hearing good that a friend of mine messaged me yesterday about the hangman page kenny omega storyline because they saw a dude uh basically recount the story beat by beat on twitter you know it's like holy shit man this looks really good should i be watching it yes you absolutely should be watching it um, but fuck Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in 2021, you know, as a, as a heavyweight title, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> look, Lashley has been great. Like MVP and Lashley have been awesome. I, I, I don't really want to swipe swipe, uh, Lashley too much to be booked with Goldberg, but Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Cena comes out for Raw, does that intro, Riddle comes out, there's like a bit of a back and forth between the two of them, it's like, oh, this is cool, and then all of a sudden we're in a three-man tag match, Riddle and uh, the Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles, oh god, I feel so sorry for AJ Styles, I know he's tag team champion, like I know he's got a belt on him, but fuck, like FTR said, man, like it's almost like you don't, you'd rather not have it. I mean, that's how tainted these belts are. AJ Styles and Amos uh, and uh, John Morrison, who's wheeling Miz out to the ring in a wheelchair, who's using super soakers, well, not even super soakers, like these mop things to spray water on people. You know, and of course, Byron gets it because he's a nerd. He's a nerd, guys, so you got to pick on the nerd, you know. Like, it's... It's just the same shit. It's been the same shit for at least 20 years. You know, like I you know, and I'm looking at it and there's like 5,000 people in the arena, 6,000 people in the arena watching it and they're loving every second of it. And there's a part of me that's like, that's great. It's so good to see people happy. And then I watch five minutes of this match and I'm like, how? <laughs> how are you watching this? 
Oh, God. I mean, I didn't think Miz could get any more X-Pac heat. But you stick him in a wheelchair and he's even more annoying, just screaming Vicky Guerrero style throughout the whole thing. And I switched it off. And I, I went back to try it because I was like, ah, oh, you're overreacting, man. It's just a wrestling show. Go back and watch it. Tried to watch it again this morning. Another five minutes, nothing. Like, it just couldn't couldn't sit through it. It's just that bad. It is that bad. Um, Yeah. But anyway, I mean, like, there's a part of me that wants them to keep doing that because it will, like, they'll fail eventually. You know what I mean? Eventually people will just be like, ah, fuck this. I'm not watching this shit anymore. Um, I mean, it was only a couple of weeks ago that, was it last week? The Malachi... No, the week before, it was only two weeks ago that that Alistair Black showed up on AEW. Remember that? It feels like a it feels like a year ago. Like <laughs> things happen as are happening so rapidly and so often with AEW, it's just amazing. I saw. Um, I'm going to attribute this to Simon Miller. It may not have been his comment, but I did see him tweet it this morning. So if he's nicked it off someone else, I apologize. But he called AEW the Super Smash Brothers of, of wrestling. And one, that's a great line. Two, uh, true. But, I mean, wrestling was like this. The model that AEW is using is just the territory model where people can come in and out, you know, whatever makes the most money is the show that's booked, you know, for the people who are available at that time. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I mean, I just it, it is all of my wrestling dreams coming true if if the two of them show up on AEW. Um, because I I just think they they're putting on a better product and they're they're a company that I just want to put all my effort and money and love behind and. Having Brian and you know it's like signing a it's like signing a shooting guard and a point guard that are you know going to take you straight to a championship. That that's essentially what uh, Punk and Brian mean to uh, to AEW. I've seen some people be like, "Oh, do you like two thousand and seven Ring of Honor? Well, you'll love AEW." It's like fuck off you serious that's what you've got that's how you're going to try and shit on the you know shit on this rain on this parade man like come back and try and give me that fucking garbage when we're seeing those guys having a fucking five-star match you know in front of fucking twenty thousand people anyway i'm in a good mood i don't know why i'm getting so grumpy as soon as i start talking about wrestling i just go down this fucking anger spiral <laughs> Uh, while I'm here, we might as well talk about Dynamite, hey, real quick. Let me bring up the the card here. What stood out to me? I tell you what, I am really looking forward to is the uh, Cody Malachi Black match, which I think is happening next week. Um, you know why? Because Cody was wearing white, Malachi Black was wearing black. Simple, simple storytelling, guys. It's my thing. I mean, I can't believe Mox lost the uh, IWPG 
USA title <laughs> to Lance Archer. The, Matt was saying the word is that New Japan weren't um, overly... They wanted to get the belt off Mox and get it back in Japan, which is fair enough. They're a Japanese company. It makes complete sense that they, they want it in Japan. Um, so anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while knows that I have not been a fan of SCU. Um, but you will also know that I have a tendency to change my mind about uh, wrestlers, especially if they change their gimmick to something I find interesting. SEU was boring to me. It was just like, well, okay, you're from California? That's your gimmick? Really? Um, and I was very harsh towards Christopher Daniels. He did cut an amazing promo when he quit. There was a part of me that was like, oh, no, I like Christopher Daniels. Oh, and he's gone. <laughs> I am really enjoying Frankie Kazarian, the Elite Hunter. As Matt continuously points out, this gimmick was done in Japan as the Bullet Club Hunter, I think. Uh, or it might have been called the Elite Hunter in Japan. Uh, this is why I need Matt on the podcast to, to clarify these things. Um, but I, I like it. Um, I mean, that's all I've really got to say about it. But um, yeah. Uh, this Wheeler Yuta guy that keeps coming out with Orange Cassie is interesting. I, uh, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere or they're just using Orange Cassidy to sort of, you know, you're getting the Cassidy rub now. Um, but yeah, this match with Darby Allen was was pretty cool. Britt Baker is a star. Uh, Nyla Rose, I, I just don't know if she is great in ring. I don't know, look, put it this way. She didn't have a great match this week. Um I think, yeah, it just needs to... I mean, I try really hard not to talk about wrestlers in ring skills because I've never taken a bump in my life. And I usually try and talk about character and story stuff. I just... It's noticeable for me with with uh, Nyla Rose that she just never... She, she seems to be a bit behind the eight ball. She doesn't quite get to the spots on time and things like that. Anyway, uh, FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. I can't wait for that. Um, man, Java Guerrero... As the manager for Andrade Al Idlo uh, is brilliant. That is perfect. Get the correct Guerrero to come in and, and manage and speak on Andrade's behalf. Andrade needs to cut uh, promos in Spanish on film. And then when he's out in front of an audience, until he's a little more comfortable um, speaking in English. Uh, he should just let Chavo do his um, promos for him because, uh, yeah, what was happening on um, the other night was a, it, it just felt a bit hodgepodge, you know what I mean? Like Chavo's like handing the microphone back and forth and like, look, they'll work it out. It, like I was saying about during the week, it is in what a month it's a thousand times better now than where we're at so um and i think the lucha brothers and andrade are going to form a stable which is going to be sick um christian cage luchasaurus and jungle boy are a team now uh i think that's fine for the next little bit um i know christian's being used to put jungle boy over um fine but 
why are we still seeing QT Marshall on these shows? Or this, I mean, like, seriously, on the same day that basically it's announced that Daniel Bryan signed with the company, we've got QT Marshall on Dynamite. TK, you need to walk into Cody's office and tell him that this guy is not getting booked on the main shows anymore. If he wants to be on Dark Elevation, fine. But that's it. Like, and what his gimmick now is he's pouring protein shakes over reporters' heads. Like, who gives a shit? Go away. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus The Blade was okay. Um, but yeah, this Texas Death match was amazing. A plus. Uh, brilliant. John Moxley took some of the best bumps I've seen in a, in a little while. Um, didn't see anyone bitching and moaning about soft bumps this week on AEW. Uh, and no, I'll never let that go. I'll never let Bumpgate go with Chris Jericho. Um, did this put Lance Archer over for me? A little bit. But there's still something missing with Lance Archer for me. I don't, I can't really put my finger on what it is. But uh, I just think he's like a, still a little bit hesitant and nervous uh, in front of the cameras. He's, I don't know. It just doesn't feel a hundred percent believable. And there's also a part of me that's like, let Jake do the promos. You know, I don't think you're a super strong promo, Lance. So like. You've got one of the greatest promos, if not the greatest promo of all time, uh, with you. I know I said Sam Punk is, but then I remember Jake the Snake. <laughs> I think I think Punk would be cool with with me saying this. Uh, Jake is the best of all time. No, he's pretty fucking good. I mean, he he set the template basically, right? For what you know. Anyway, getting off the track. I think this is cool. I think Lance Archer. Uh, going back and forth between AEW and New Japan is great. Um, I think Daniel Bryan may challenge for this belt. Uh, I think we could have a Lance Archer-Daniel Bryan match. That could be the first feud that he has. So, yeah, we may see a few Lance Archer squash matches uh, in the next little while. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan takes that belt and then takes it to Japan, maybe. But then, yeah, I think AEW would be a little bit like we would want to keep you around for a bit longer than like a week. <laughs> so anyway, who knows? The, the possibilities are are endless. Who knows? Um, I'll just finish with this. Wild Thing, John Moxley's theme, brilliant, right? It just works so well. It's like the end of Major League every time he comes out to to wrestle i love it um look whatever your affiliation is whether you're a wwe guy or an AEW guy um this is going to well look it's gonna it's going to be um it's gonna be amazing for AEW. if you watch AEW, like the, the product which is already at probably an a minus a the majority of the time is going to go to an a plus and a plus plus <laughs> continuously um i suppose as far as wwe is concerned all we can hope is is that aw signing these guys if they do in fact sign both of them puts a rocket up wwe's ass um and they start you know doing some quality fucking programming the thing i noticed on smackdown last week is finn's coming out and going where the hell have you been 
is the actions of a fucking madman um you know it's like oh i understand he's playing a character and he's mr mcmahon it's like that's him um you know and he's even pissing hunter off like and sean down at nxt with the way that he's booking their people uh matt has a theory that um nxt will be cancelled on the usa network by the end of the year and i'm tending to agree with him (laughs) um maybe we'll end up with hunter in AEW. god imagine that imagine that sam punk would quit immediately (laughs) anyway that's never gonna happen so we don't have to worry about that but uh i mean i do feel for sean and hunter a little bit because it, it it's their thing and they work very hard and when when hunter has been left alone to build essentially a promotion in nxt he did an amazing job he really did you know like i nxt was for a really long period of time quality wrestling um in comparison to raw and smackdown but uh yeah i mean we carrying cross getting buried on raw this week is is just bizarre absolutely bizarre but uh anyway the positive is punk brian aw fuck man bring it on alistair black versus cm punk oh imagine kenny omega versus daniel bryan oh baby holy shit what a time to be a wrestling fan chava guerrero said it this week man and he's absolutely right what a fucking time to be a wrestling fan ring of honor is on fire aw is just fucking knocking out of the park impact are great uh nwa is trying their best god damn it um (laughs) that's probably the best i could say about nwa at the moment uh new japan are fucking awesome um yeah mcw down here in melbourne shout out to my brothers one love um anyway i enjoyed doing this i think i might do it a bit more um we'll see we'll see how we go but uh i'm gonna drop this see what you all think say hi thanks for continuous continuing to support matt and myself especially at the moment when things are so sort of uh you know uh errant with how often we're dropping episodes and stuff but uh man you guys didn't think that this news would drop and i wouldn't say something about daniel bryan sam punk did you i wasn't gonna let you down all right uh i think that's probably enough opinions to have pissed off a numerous amount of people so i'm gonna get out of here um may your wrestling be good wrestling good night